going on? Oh my goodness. Let that sink in. Let it sizzle. Mm. Pete Rock and see how smooth coming straight from 1994. The album is. Let me do that for you. The main ingredient. Shout out to P Rock and Seal Smooth coming at you with that '90s flavor. This is Elliot Rovetti with your with my co-host uh, Tommy Whitcomb. You're good at that. I've I've had to do this before. Intros are so hard, but you you rocked it. I, I literally just messed up your name. What? What did you? No, you said it right. I did, but I started like I didn't know who you were. You remember? Have you heard the story with Harry the other day where he tried? He was like, he literally was on stage emceeing. I'm on next. He's like, this next guy is one of my very good friends. Please put your hands together for very funny. And he turns and he points. He looks to me, and just silence. <laughs> and I can see the look in his eyes as he's completely forgotten my name. How much does that does that offend you? Uh, no, it doesn't offend me. But I think it's really funny because the crowd must be like. I remember when I was starting out, and you hear, you know, this guy's one of my best friends, and it always hurt as well because this one's my best. This guy's one of my best friends, and then you come on next, and he's like, uh, "This guy, uh, he's he's he's, not, he's been on the scene for a while. Uh, please welcome." And you're like, "Oh, this guy hates me." Yeah, no, but that happens to me all the time. I feel like I'm going to forget my kid's name eventually. Sometimes, like <laughs> when I have a kid, I'm going to be like, "This is." <laughs> like, <laughs> I went on a date once. The first, third one. <laughs> I went on a f- first date with a girl, and she'd booked us to go to Holy Moly Golf Club, and we like we met, we had a drink, and then we went like one drink. It's like six o'clock in the afternoon, and we go to the place, and she'd made the booking, and I let in, and they were like, "What's the name under?" And I was like. I've totally forgotten this girl's name. <laughs> and I just kind of turned to her and I was like, you, you say it. It was the first date. I loved that that was already sinking in. Oh, God. I just lean into that, especially with the, with the if it's initial kind of thing, I'm like, oh, my God, I've already forgotten you. Maybe you're boring. <laughs> you know? Oh, like, no, I'll I could have done that. We, there'd been too much back and forth beforehand. It'd be, oh, <laughs> just, it'd be so bad. I'm an so, opportunity for a neg. What are you doing, bro? Oh, man, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> are you good with names? Am I good with names? I'm the worst. Are names. you really? Because oh, you're a big. Buddy. You use people's names in talking to them, which I don't do. You're like that lets you know how much I love you. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'm I'm trying to avoid having to use it. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon when I started feeling confident enough to use the word mate, what a revelation that was. Because like, <laughs> yes, when I was younger, was. <laughs> no, when I was like 17, I'm like I can't pull this off. <laughs> <laughs> Someone fucked with me the other day. Actually, they were in a group chat. Not the other day. I lie. A couple of months ago, they fucked with me because. No, you know what it was? It was Anthony Lacascio. Oh, yeah. Because I, in a group chat, I responded, yeah, cheers, mate, kind of thing, or thanks, mate. And he sent me a personal message saying, you don't use the word mate. <laughs> like, That's true, you, actually. I was texting you the other day. I had to, like, scroll up, like, what do we call each other? Dude, okay. I'll be, I'll call him the dude. I love that you did that. I'll go, I'll go early 20s pothead style then. Hey, bro. Hey, dude. You know what I've been, I, I change it up. Like, I, my, I go through generations of, uh, of interactions or, like, or greetings with people. So, I, like, at the moment... I'm using my doggy. Oh yeah, I've heard you say my doggy, uh, gorgeous man, baby boy. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know stuff like that. That'll all change up, kind of thing, from time to time. But um, but yeah, no, that kind of sinks into my uh, like my personal lexicon. So we're, we're running this podcast back. This is our second take because oh. we fucking hack podcasted our way through the first one. He, Tom got me on some fucking conspiracy theory. He's asking yeah. me about, and admittedly, I might have. If we go back and listen, I may have actually set the set the sparks. But then no, he sent me, me down this. He sent me down I this knew road. You'd do it. Yeah, he sent me down this road that you know. In the moment, I was like, "Am I even fucking? What? Where am I? What are the? But I'm so I was so disappointed with it. We paused. I paused to get a beer and came back and was like, Tom. 
we start again. I was so relieved to hear you say that because I've, uh, you know, there's other times when you come off of something and if you're making something with someone and you go, I, I hate this so much. And they go, really? I love it. Mm. And you go, well, you're wrong. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm like, am I wrong? Maybe nah. we should put it out. And I'm like, no. Yeah, fair enough. Because we, we literally, we did, we did 10 minutes on 9-11 potentially uh, uh, being a conspiracy, which I don't think anyone's ever talked about before, so that could be interesting. <laughs> We're such assholes. I feel like an asshole at the end of it, and I was like, there's no way I can... And I'm, You know what? I love you for for, uh, for being cool to restart it. So what we're going to do for you today, if this does manage to hit the airways, we're going to just do a shorter, more condensed one. We're going to just smash out the things we actually wanted to talk to talk about and um, not pat it out with nervousness and stupid... Not like stupid stories. I don't know. We'll, we'll get this chemistry popping. We're, we're we're shaking beakers and moving test tubes here. We're trying to we're trying to figure out when what, what's coming next. You know what I mean? What's this formula? And uh, I I would be appreciative if you guys stuck around and see if you, we can get a nice product that you guys like. Yeah. What was what was Joe Rogan episode three? It was horseshit. Possibly yeah, it was probably. I mean, but the thing is, I think the further that you get away from it. And the greater your fan base gets, the more of a gem that becomes. Yeah, maybe. And you're like, oh, you didn't listen to episode three? Well, you're not a real fan then. Yeah, you but it's not I mean? comic books, right? Like, you ever listen to any Rogan sub 100? <laughs> I, I really have. Really? I actually went back from the start and put it on the playlist. I went back to Kill, Kill Tony from one. Yeah, okay. I, I'm big like that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big nostalgia guy. Yeah, that's interesting. Are you? Uh, how do you feel about being a Joe Rogan guy? Like, I was, I was kind of proud about being a Joe Rogan guy a little while ago, and now I feel like I have to say it in hushed tones. No, I'm... Even more proud. You're I'm more e- proud. I'm even more proud because um, I think that the bigger that something gets, the more that it has to be made fun of. Mm, that's true. The, the bigger something gets, the more it has to be made fun of, and the more that you hear people ma- making people making fun of it, it doesn't ex- doesn't say to me, "Oh, this is exposing some, you know, ignorance that you had, and everyone else is realizing that you were listening to this idiot." It kind of just says to me, "A lot of people are listening to this. A lot of people are resonating with this, which means that it has to be made fun of more." That's just the rule. Man. That's, I- I've been I've been reading a lot of uh, the fighter and the kids subreddit. Oh, did you also? I was thinking we could do like because um, I was thinking to just put book bookmark that kind of thing. Um, to just while I remember, to, a segment could be to catch a redditor. Okay, yeah, to yeah. catch a redditor. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, but now nah, what's the theme kind of thing? But you're so good at Reddit. Like I, I'm actually I'm fascinated with Reddit culture, but I don't know anything about it. Could we maybe do some sort of I don't mind shifting segments, but maybe a little bit. Maybe in a partial segment is Sam. T- I mean, I fucked it up in the intro. I fucked it up. Tom teaches us about Reddit. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Not many people really know Reddit, right? Like, it's it's a bit of a. It's a bit intimidating. Yeah, it is. I can see it, but I love it. Yeah, it's almost like a little comedy club. Like, how? Where do I get my foot in? Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good point. It's 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 not good for you. I don't think. Like, because I've just learned now. I think this is just a, a product of of the way social media and the internet is, but every time anything big happens in anything, I'm like, well, what does everyone else think about it? Like, you know, if it doesn't matter if it's like a, a comedy special or a UFC event with like a controversial finish, I'm like, oh, well, what does the rest of the world think? Then I'll know what to think. You know I, what I mean? Okay, okay. See, that's, I, I worry that, about that's, that. That's the um, defining part. Then I'll know what to think. Because I think that we've always done that, haven't we? I mean, even when we were talking in like the past episodes uh, that – one of the things that I liked was that everybody had to watch a TV show at the right time. Everyone had to watch a TV show at the exact same night and everything like that. And then you came together to discuss what had happened on that TV show sort of thing. Um, I don't think that anybody has ever kept their opinion to themselves and avoided it being molded by their community. Mm. What I think that Reddit does and the internet does is give you a broader net. 
it gives yeah. you a broader net of those opinions and sometimes that can you know distort and and a lot of people theorize that maybe we shouldn't even be looking our brain isn't even uh <clears throat> technologically capable so to say of digesting all the information of everyone else's tribes yeah. You know what I mean? It's We should just really be looking at the information and digesting the information of our tribe. But, you know, that's part, part of the benefit. You get a widen. It's almost like the benefit of uh, Tinder. Like, if you even if you ran up to every girl in your proximity and was like, hey, this is my number. Hey, would you like to go out? You would never hit the net that you would hit with Tinder. You mm. know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's pro, it's proximity changes, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, the reason I wrote it up originally, the fighter and the kid Reddit is just pure hate. That's all. It is a community that exists to hate on the thing. <laughs> that brought them all together. It's so full on. It makes me so scared of the idea of ever becoming good at anything because you're just going to... Do you reckon if you were... Fa- we've talked about famous... I don't know if it'll be out, but we've talked about fame in, in one of these podcasts before. Um, everything I hear from Facebook is like, oh, you gotta, you got to just not read about yourself online. Like, never Google yourself. Mm. Do you reckon either I would 100% read everything everybody said and it would let it affect me so much? How could you not, especially as it was... As it was starting. Yeah, for sure. As it was starting, how could you not look at what was reading about you? What was what was said about you? I think it was once you once you have an established community of people that like you, um, how much you allow people that are outside of that like that have been established outside of that community, um, how much you know weight do you take in their opinion, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That, but that, but like at the same time, like I don't know, fuck, like if they're talking about you, the if, if everyone hates you. You know what I mean? Then that's a problem. Mm. But um, but I got to think that the amount that hates you, there's got to be an amount that's equal to or greater than that loves you. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're doing anything right, if you're doing at least half of it right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you got a McDonald's story to share? Mm. I've got to tell you. Uh, yeah, I thought about this recently. Been eating some McDonald's recently, and I went through the a drive-through, and it just hit me. I had went to a McDonald's that I hadn't gone to in a little while. Maybe this played into it, but um, I was thinking about times that I'd been emasculated before the podcast, and I couldn't think of really like anything that really stuck out. And then just going to McDonald's, this stuck out. Like I was like, oh, straight away, that's right. And um, and I remember this one time I was going to McDonald's, I was going through the drive-through, just ordering, and this girl in the drive-through was just gorgeous. She had this tongue stud and she just, it suited her so well. And we had this sort of like little moment where she smiled at me and I smiled at her. And I just kind of like, I felt good about myself as I was driving off and I'm driving off. And there's this little like, you know, how you go through like a drive through and it's usually like, you just go, you, you come around the bend, maybe sometimes after doing the auto pay it. And then you just go straight to the next window. Mm. You just kind of go straight and then you go right out. This thing had like a little, a little right turn bend, like mm-hmm. a little right turn bend that left an island in the middle of what would be a straight lane. Yeah, I can see. And so I'm looking at this girl's tongue ring and I'm staring at her kind of thing and uh, and I just kind of take off and I go straight into this island, right? Which doesn't damage the front of my car, but what it does is it lifts my car off. So your wheels are off the ground. Off the ground. So... I'm like vum 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 vum, and I'm like, what have I done? And that's before the go 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 like that's before. And then I'm like, and then it's a pause, and then it's a vum 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 vum, and then vum vum, and I stick my head out the window. Like I look back and I notice. And by the time by this happens, I'm like red faced. I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting like I'm I'm falling. Like I'm like, what 
what am I as a person? Like, what have I done? <laughs> and I look back out the window and she goes, it happens all the time. Like, it's fine. Like, oh, trying no. to console me. <laughs> this happens to lots of guys. Trying to it's console me. It's not a problem. Me. You've, like, had a couple, you've had a lot of drinks. And I just get out of the car and I look behind. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And like, behind me, behind me, gets out of this car, this perfect Maori man. <laughs> a perfect... If you think a perfect Maori man, that's who he was. He would... Anything... But he, but the thing was, he was my height. He was my height, but did everything, like, right in life, genetically as a white guy, but he had Maori genes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was just like... He fucking... And so he goes, bro, it's fine. Get in the car... Hit the accelerator. I'll lift the car. <laughs> I'll lift the car. So the back tires are hitting the ground and you can get some traction and like lift. Off. And I'm like, I don't even think this is possible. But I get in the car and he just goes and lifts it. I hit the accelerator and I it works. Don't even. I, I turn around. I go. I get out of the car. I give him a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And just like, I can't even tell you. Thank you so much. Like, I thought this was going to be an hour in like I get back in the car and just don't even take my food, just sped off. <laughs> just got the fuck out of there. And I walked away just being so defeated and so emasculated where I was like, I made a mistake and some other alpha just came out and yeah. fixed it with brute strength <laughs> and, and, and testosterone. And I was left there. He could have gone in there and fucked the whole shop after that. He could have gone in there and fucked the whole shop and left with one of everything on the menu. And everyone would have saluted him as he left. And I was just like, I would have, I, I was like, I owe him a hand job. If he runs into me and he's like, hey, bro, you're going to make me, I'd be like, all right, well, you know, <laughs> I guess that's my role. <laughs> that's what I do. But like, I was just, and I was just, yeah, that was, I'm going to, I'm going to try and regale you guys with more of those, uh, with, what, what did you think of that? Was that just, that's a great story. Yeah. That's a, that's an awful thing that happened to me. I'm going to try and remember more of those things that happened to me. I was trying to think of them because I know they exist. They're in there. They've made me the person I am, but I think I've buried them. And I came through, uh, Macca's drive through the specific one. And I was like, oh, damn, that, that perfect gentleman fucking saved my life. You know what? It could have been so much worse. It could have been some guy that looked worse than me mm. as the tow truck guy. Go be like, oh man, what'd you do here? Yeah, be like, yeah, and just yeah. hours of customers that <gasps> couldn't actually order food at McDonald's. Like mm. every angry cunt just coming. It could have been so worse, so much worse. And this man from an, an island of Australia <laughs> <laughs> lifted my fucking Goliath of a vehicle onto the road. That's amazing. And allowed me to escape with like one testicle left. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I was, it was fucking, I, I look back on that all the time. I'm like, it was, sometimes when I can't finish the set at a gym, I'm like, the car, you, know? <laughs> like, you gotta lift the car. Yeah. It's, you know, those memories that you have where you like, you, you, you physically cringe every time. It could have been years it ago hurts. and you're like, oh. Oh, I said that. What? And I tell sometimes I tell someone that story, like oh, like not that story specifically. That's an awful story, all all like three sixty round. But like sometimes I tell someone a story about something that really still makes me cringe, just like that. And they'll be like, "That, that really, that mm. really." And it's just like, I think maybe it's something about the way you are, but like it, it sits with you for so long. Yeah, because you don't actually come out that bad in that story, really. Like, are it's you a kidding little, me? Oh no, hundred percent. What do you do? Like you, you, you had a, a minor traffic accident, and then. This Maori angel came in. It's it's a great <laughs> story about him. You know what? That's it's my image of myself being shattered. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what it is. That is I'm, I'm not. I'm not the protagonist in that story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the damsel in distress. It sounds like a story where like. <laughs> 
you you you'd track down the guy's registration and find his name, and you'd fly over to Auckland and rent a van and go to like deep in the South Island, and you'd be like, "I'm looking for this man." And they're like, "That man died 25 years ago. <laughs> he, he died was- lifting a mountain <laughs> <laughs> of a small boy." <laughs> yeah, or like you know. A 2007 at Red Acura collapsed on him and he couldn't get oh, out in time. no, dude. Yeah, that was fucking the worst, man. And he was so nice about it. And he was just such a lovely guy. And I was just like, I like, I was like later tongue ring girl. And like, <laughs> it was just like, it was, it was so humiliating, dude. The most humiliating shit. See, again, I think you're right. I think it's it's more of a reflection of your perception of yourself. Mm-hmm. And because, and again, it's not a bad story about you. It's an amazing story about him. <laughs> I, That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's an amazing story about him. Is it, it such? A, was anyone truly. with him? You know what? If I told you they were or wasn't, I'd be lying to you. Mm. I don't know that detail. I would like to say that his girlfriend was sitting in the passenger seat and was immediately like, "You, you know, this is the this is the greatest man." But um, but I, I don't remember. I love the idea that so like because if they don't, no one was with him, he can't tell that story to anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, Dude, but that's the thing. Maybe he does that stuff all the time. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he lifts like fire trucks off people and stuff. Like, or maybe they call him yeah. when the city's in trouble. Maybe he's like Batman. <laughs> they put up some like Maori sign in the air and stuff like that, and he just shows up and they're like, "You need something lifting?" It's like close. We need it pulled. <laughs> it's a different guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's my brother. That's pulley. <laughs> I'm lifting. Yeah. That's very funny. Uh, no, no, but like. Uh, yeah, I wish in my life that I have. I hope, I mean, imagine, imagine that guy reached out. But I was just thinking, maybe Maoris are around doing that all the time. That's lifting, <laughs> shit off, lifting shit off people all the time. Yeah, cheaper than gyms. They're like, that was my cousin. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I'm going to do three more reps if that's cool. <laughs> bro, it was fucked. He was wearing like, he was wearing like a black singlet. It hurt my feelings like a kick in the nuts. It still does. Uh, yeah, the, the... The the brief flirtation with the girl oh, adds a lot of, of character. Crumbled. Crumbled everything, mm. dude. Crumbled everything. And the thing was, I thought that I was like, she gave me a smile that I know that she wouldn't give everybody. Oh. <laughs> that was what I told myself. And like, because I was looking at her like, oh my goodness. And I guess she probably deals with that all day, actually. You know what I mean? And she's probably being very polite. But uh, yeah. It was all crumbled. And then she tried to console me afterwards by being like, it happens all the time and stuff like that. And there was genuine like concern in her voice. It wasn't like teenager, like, look at this fucking idiot. Mm. Like girls like just making fun of you. It was genuine like adult female concern where it was like, mm. you'll be all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I was, I was so, I couldn't even, after she did that, I couldn't even make eye contact with her. Got out of the car with the guy where the guy was there and he's like, I didn't believe that he could do what he could do. Anyway, let's move on. My how, stomach's uh, hurting. How old were you when this happened? <laughs> Wait, uh, much later than what you think. <laughs> it was like, I was, well, I'm 27 now. I might've been, this was before I started comedy. So 23, 22. Okay. Cause you know, if you walked to the window and were like, how about that shit to that girl? Oh, like, no, I no, did no. not have the wherewithal, bro. But if bro. you did, then you're the hero. You're again, kidding. You know no, that, man. It's not that. Like, I don't think. Where, where does your level of like self hatred or self loathing come out of that story? That I was capable of putting myself immobilated on an island in a one lane 
drive-through through McDonald's I, I, and had to be saved by a more alpha male. Yeah, but, but not like, even by but, technology. But, it, but it's, it's man. Not, but it's not like you just froze up and any I joke did. low. But it's like it wasn't like man. If Elliot had just fucking manned up and lifted <laughs> that car off a medium strip, nothing would have. No happened. one but that man would have thought about it. Can we find this man? Who is this man? Can we make him the my memory of him? Like that's true. I don't think I know anyone who'd be in those situations. Like, well, I guess I got to lift the car. Dude, what a species of human. Yeah, what a fucking awesome group of people they are helping us whites out. Oh, man. I'm fuck up in McDonald's drive-thru. See, I think the difference between you and I is I have no desire or, like, false conception that I could have been the alpha in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I would do? It'd be like... uh, I would have called the tow truck and like and gotten your food from the window, and then like flashed my Amex as I passed it over to the girl in the window and be like, "Oh, is that all?" Mm. <laughs> I thought about just buying a new car, but she doesn't even notice while the guy lifts it onto the road because you're fucking Amex. <laughs> you douchebag! That's awesome. Just cover my dad's name on the tow. <laughs> is it Nicholas? No, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fucking awesome. No, me, yeah, yeah. That's the only time when you asked about like times have been emasculated. You know what? I think again, the difference here is like, do you play over in your head? Because you couldn't have done anything different except not get in the story in the first place. You know what I mean? Um, so the only way it's different is like I play over like I handled this like a bitch, but at the same time, the rational part of me is like, you did the only smart thing to do, which was just cop it. I was in a, uh, I was in a nightclub. I, hate that I was in a nightclub by myself in Croatia. I was backpacking through Europe by myself, and I'd met some guys on a pub crawl. We'd gone to this club, and then I'd lost everyone. I was there by myself, and I was so drunk. And uh, this, uh, it, I get really like personal spacey in like clubs. I get really shitty about it. People it's like a place budging to into be me. Personal spacey. What was that? Though? Uh, I was saying it's a good place to be personal spacey. Yeah, Kevin in a, in personal spacey. <laughs> Sorry, you're getting personal spacey. I was getting personal spacey. Well, it's just like I, I get because I, I, I'm pretty. Uh, what's the word? Like I'm pretty subordinate in most. Like you know, someone will bump into me and I'll apologize, kind of thing, most That's of the right. time. But I've had a few drinks. I'm in a club and people like bump into me, and sometimes what I'll do is I'll just like I'll, I'm going to stand firm and I'm going to make you like navigate around me, and it's kind of happening. I'm not really aware of what's happening. And uh, there's this one guy who's like trying to push me in the back. And I'm like, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I don't look at him. I'm not moving. And then uh, I'm standing there and this guy comes up to me and he tells me, like, hey, it's a waiter. And I turn around and it's this Croatian waiter who is like stick thin. And he's got this, in my mind at least, he has this like wispy little mustache, like this really big ponzi dude. And he's holding a tray full of shots. And he just taps me on the shoulder and then he slaps me lightly across the face. No. And then walks away like nothing happened. And then two bouncers come and drag me out of this <gasps> club. And I was like, it, on the whole walk home, in my drunken state, I'm like, should have fucking knocked the shots out of that asshole, dude. Not in You're my not DNA wrong at, at all. I would have waited for that guy after his shift. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the difference between you and I. Yeah, this, and then that's when you find out you know it's like jujitsu and breaks all your. <laughs> yeah, or or you find out what the inside of a Croatian prison looks like. Either way, <laughs> no, dude. I would have fucking followed that crepe eating idiot home. Crepe <laughs> eating. <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> no, 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 it's so stupid, dude. You know what's actually fucking um. Oh shit, that actually completely sparked a memory of mine. What was it? Um, okay, you were in a club. Oh yeah. Okay, this is the dumbest thing, but it was actually it ended up it ended up cool on my end because I was at Marley Bar with my girlfriend and a bunch of her friends, 
and we were just leaving the bar. We were leaving the bar, and it was so fucking packed. Marley Bar in Newtown, and uh, we were about to go home or go to another bar or something like that. I was with a bunch of her friends. So I had a bunch of girls behind me, and we're trying to get through, and we're navigating our way through this fucking packed club, and this one big fucking... I don't know. I think it was Swedish or something like that. Like he was standing in the middle with his friends in this, in this, and I'd kind of tapped him on the shoulder or something to try and get through. And he turned around and like wagged his finger at me. Like, no, you're not getting through. Mm. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm politely tapping on the shoulder. And then he just turned around back to his conversation and he had a drink in his hand and stuff like that. And, uh, I just turned around to the girls and looked at them and was like, are you fucking? And like, I, I just grabbed him under his armpit and threw him. Like I threw him, into his friends and like, and then, and then was like, what are you going to, and he was like, uh, he, he started geeing up kind of thing and was like, come outside. Then and I was like, okay, let's go. That's right where I'm going. And I walked right outside. That's right where I'm going. The bartender saw, I mean, the security guard saw us and came up, was like, both you getting kicked out. And the guy was like, you know what, well, you know, and I was like, nah, dude, no, no. I, I turned to the security guard. And I was like, he's actually my friend. Like he bumped a drink out of my hand. Uh, he was going to buy me another drink, but I'm leaving anyway. And then the security guard looked at me, looked at him, and then looked back at me and was like, all right, you get out of here. And then the guy looked at me and was just slapped me down and was like, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was this great moment where I was like, where I was like, wait. What? Why? Where did that moment of altruism come from? Uh, I think it was something in his foreignness. Maybe I didn't identify that he was actually being an asshole. If he was Australian, I would have recognized he was being an asshole and we should have gone out and fought. But it was something in his like Swedishness where I was like, this guy doesn't want to fight me. Mm. I was like, he was scared and he was trying to do something. And I was like, the moment he saw me go, yeah, come outside, let's go. He was like, ah, I don't want to do this. And I was kind of like, ah, you don't want to do this. Like, And I, I was just like, here's your out. You know what I mean? You can say, no, nah, we're not friends. You know what I mean? Mm. And we can go right outside. But I was just like, no, uh, this is my friend. And he looked at me and looked and he saw the moment to be like, I can stay in here or I can go out and fight this guy. And I was like, and, and the guy was like, you go, you you get the fuck out of here. And uh, this guy stays. And I was like, yeah, no, it's fine. And he slapped me down like he was my friend. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, right. uh, and then I just left. I was just like, and I just, uh, but, but yeah, no, that was one moment. I was like, that's the way to deal with it. You know mm. what I mean? That's the way. To, I, I mean, I got lucky there kind of thing, but yeah, that's the same sort of thing. But that guy slapped you. That guy slapped you in the bar. I would have waited for Not that even guy like, and strangled him in a fucking laneway. That's like, and and even. Uh you know, like, not not even, like, a full... He wasn't even trying to hurt me with the slap. He was just trying to let me know. You know what I mean? It was it was, it was close to, like, that kind of Fuck. Italian mob boss kind of, like... And the security guards didn't do anything. Well, uh, to, like, they put I mean, me obviously out. they were in... I know, but, like... Oh, dude, that's such stuff, like, con- like, con- like they're, oh, like, man. right together with, like... Oh, the guy that you slapped, get him out. Yeah, but can you imagine, like, there's the drunk belligerent tourist... Who's here? And there's a line out the door of women, and you're like, "Get yeah, one in, one out. This works. Get this fuckhead out of were here." Were you notoriously? I mean, were you like conspicuously shitty? I must have been. I reckon. I don't really How remember. Old are you? I was. What was this? 2014. I was. Oh, we no. can assume you would have been shitty. <laughs> 23. Yeah. 23. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I was. Uh, I don't know. Turned down by a couple of girls that night. Did you get annoyed? Yeah, possibly. It seems, was, like, it seems like something would have happened. <laughs> it's like there's that uh, <laughs> Louis C.K. thing where he's like, the guys that don't get laid at the end of the night are the most dangerous. They have just like come easing out, like oozing out of their <laughs> eyes out of anger kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they just walk around oh, and man. fight someone. That was the worst. I, mean, I'm gonna, I didn't like anything about nightclubs except for the fact there were girls there. And then you'd stay there till four o'clock in the morning and still get, n- get nowhere. Not even have a, a whiff of... Dude. Like not even... I don't even like get someone like have sex with someone, like not even like have a positive experience, like a fun flirty chat or anything and be like, man, this sucks. Dude, 
I figured that out so quick. I used to go out when I, when I was 18 kind of thing. Like I was, uh, I would go out with my friends and the same sort of thing. You just sit around and you go home and you'd be like, how do, how do guys go home with girls? How does that actually happen? Like mm. You hear about it happening. How does that ever transpire in a, in a bar? Like, how do you make that happen? And I feel like, I feel like a Sydney, I may be, look, I'm pretty ignorant. I've, I've spent all my time in Sydney. So I feel, but I feel like, and what I hear is that Sydney girls are sort of like, it's like, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, because you sharpen your sword against such a fucking hard, like, it's so hard to actually, any other, have you ever, have you ever spoken to a girl that's not from Australia and you are like, why are you so cool? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why are you so down to earth? Why are you so... I mean, like... And I'm not saying that women women are, uh, in Australia or Sydney are... Um, that's exclusive of their personality. They can't actually have that. But I'm saying, have you ever met somebody and you're like, how are you so different to every other girl that I interact with? Uh, yeah, but I think uh, I the times that I've had that, I've mostly put it down to the fact that I have an Australian accent. And they're coming out of different. Like you're not just some random dude. That you, there's something different about you as well. Uh, interesting. That's yeah, like that, you know that might play into a kind of. Thing. But what's interesting about Sydney, or what I hear people say about Sydney, especially like my girlfriend is from Brisbane, and she comes here, is like everyone knows everyone. Like mm. everyone knows someone who knows someone. Like there's there's a common link somewhere. It's five degrees of separation at all times. Mm. So it kind of makes sense, right? Like you, there's no such there's not really such a thing as anonymous sex mm. because there's always going to be a common link somewhere. So you can see how people might be more cautious or be more kind of like, you know. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose you think there's more inhibition when you change the continent. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Or even just like big city. Oh, my guess Sydney's a big city. I don't know. They've always said that though. Like in uh, in Sydney, the first question that people ask you when they're trying to get like their real you is what school you went to. Have you heard that before? Totally, totally. I I don't subscribe to that idea in terms of women and stuff like that. I don't I don't think that they're worried. I mean, you know what? I do actually maybe 50-50. If, if they find out that you were born in the same area, went to the same school, something like that, then I understand them being like, so who do you know? And then actually that friend group thing uh, subconsciously affecting the way that they feel about you. But I don't really subscribe to that in general. Like mm. I think that as long as it's a fresh face and a new, it's almost like, oh, it's... It's a merge. It's mel- um, merging or melding of um, friend groups, social uh, uh, circles, friend groups that you didn't think were going to meld before. You know mm. what I mean? And you're like, oh shit, this is uh, this, this person knows this person. Wow, now we get to hang out with these. At least that's how I kind of look at it, kind of thing. But mm. um, but uh, you might be right. Maybe that actually does play more of. Should we start some segment here where we ask like ask a woman something? What do you mean? Like, well, we just have a question here where neither of you, you think that the social circle aspect of uh, interacting with a new guy or sleeping with a new guy or whatever with a new guy plays into their into their uh, decision making, and that's why being in a different continent makes such a big difference. Do you think that we should have a female to uh, once we're, we you and I land on either side of the fence? Should we ask a female? Sure, I think that would be a good, a good way to go. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Like, it's the same reason that like so much so much sex happens in hostels. Because there's no, like, you're in a foreign, everyone's in a foreign city from foreign places, no one really knows anyone's story, and then you just go separate ways. See, that's the thing I didn't do. Like, I'm 27 now. I mm. think I'm past, I could be wrong, but I think I'm past, I think I'd be the creepy 30-year-old in a hostel if I, and I, I'm like, I'm with the love of my life. I love her very much, happy. There's no plans of, like, moving, or like going overseas for some, like, sex, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? Sex um, tourism vacation. Yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. Sprinkled. <laughs> sex sprinkled vacation. You know what I mean? Um, but 
I don't know. Like, do, do people have sex in fucking in 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 uh, in hostels over there and stuff like that? Uh, you know what? Does it like, happen? They, yeah, I think it happens in like the shower rooms. People are like, like, you're a fucking idiot right now. You're such a tool. You, no, you don't no, know no. that. I, I don't know. It's like I think as well, especially the people the this the circles that I dwell in. Like everyone thinks everyone travels, which is kind of bullshit. Like travel is a is a is a kind of luxury, right? To be able to just go backpack for six months or whatever, not many people have that opportunity. So I don't, I don't think so. But, yeah, I think uh, it definitely happens. I think it happens like, common areas. I reckon it happens less than you think because now that I think about it, I backpacked through Europe for, like, four or five months and I don't remember – I don't think I ever was in a, a dorm with someone else having sex. I don't think that ever happened, but I remember hearing stories the next day about, oh, in the bathroom or in the backyard of the hostel or whatever. Sounds like a nightmare. I've been in rooms where, like, my brother and I, we used to stay at our friend's place every now and then in Bondi, and one time this guy that we were with, he's like a, he was on the um, Krusty Demons. Oh, yeah. I think it was, or like, no, 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 what's, not the Krusty Demons, what's the other ones with Pastrana, Travis Pastrana? I have no idea. Oh, they're like, yeah, fucking, they're like the, the motorcycle group, whatever kind of thing. They do the extreme sports, but this guy was on there for like extreme scootering, my okay. friend. As in like razor scootering? Yeah. Tremendous. His name is, he's yeah, like, right. he's a beast, he's amazing. Oh, we should actually probably beep his name out with this story. Okay. Um... Anyway, uh, you're going to beep it out. Tremendous. Was uh, doing it just for my own fucking brain. <laughs> he still said his full, full name as well. <laughs> it's for my brain. <laughs> it's so that I get my neurons firing. Is it you only know him by his full name? He's that kind of guy. No, no, no. I love the guy. I really okay. do. I adore him. We actually, we haven't spent a lot of time together recently, but whatever we do, we pick up right where we left off. He's a terrific human being. Um, but he uh, and I and my brother, we would go out to Beach Hotel, Hotel and Bondi Hotel and just, like, we'd take uh, caps and we would just go to pick up goals. Like, go to pick up goals just, like, at the top of your game, just sort of where you're, like, drunk and high and you would... And, like, it was it was just fucking fun. It was like it was, we would just go and hang out. For me, it was going to pick up goals. For them, it was hanging out and I would do the same and then I would disappear and they'd be cool about it. They'd be like, oh, Elliot again, just disappearing. But there was this guy. Tremendous. He brought this girl home. Full and, name again. Sorry. I'm <laughs> doing some editing work for you. So, um, But the, this guy, he brought this girl home. And we would all sleep uh, on the fold-out couches in the living room. And the girl that he was going to sleep with could only sleep in the living room. The girl that uh, he had brought home, there was nowhere else for her to go other than the living room that me and my brother were sleeping in. So we had to sleep in the same room this girl was, that he was having sex with this girl in and stuff like that. But we, like, I, I was like, I was like, my brother, here's some headphones. My brother didn't have headphones. And he was like, nah, nah, he's like, uh, I don't fucking, he's like, whatever, I don't give a shit. He was tired. And I was like, Rowie, put these in. We're not doing this. We're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not doing this. You know, and I was like, I was so angry at Luke. I was like, get the fuck out of here. This is where I'm sleeping. And then I was like, let us shoot a shoot. You know what I mean? Mm. And like, I just put in headphones. Don't remember the night. I think I went to bed to Alt J that night. And my brother, I was like, Roey, put some fucking headphones in. Like, and he was like, cause he was like half asleep. And I was like, you're going to wake up to trauma. Put this in right now. And he ended up, but like, yeah, no. That what's was the, a- wait, wait, but why, why are you so concerned about like, what do you think? What's the worst case scenario of you hearing it? I don't want to hear it. And I don't want to be forced to hear it. Also, he had no choice. I mean, I felt, I guess it was just me being brotherly. Like I was like, I don't want you to hear this. This is awful. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I haven't heard many people. Ah, oh, bro, this is another podcast. I once heard my dad and his girlfriend having sex after, oh, she, no. after he'd broken up with my mum, like, and he was dating around and stuff like that. Once heard him, kind of thing. I will get into that in another podcast, but uh, yeah, I don't like hearing it. 
Yeah. I don't like hearing people have sex. I think it's creepy on my end. And uh, it's it's intimate. It's yours. I don't mm. want it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but don't you think, like, you can't make it about their decision because they've forfeited that by choosing to have sex in the same You're right. You. And even that, like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah. You encroached on my place, but it's still, it's this weird sacred ground where I'm like, uh, can... Uh, I just it feels gross. It yeah. doesn't feel like it. It, it feels so. I, I feel like you're stripping the last bit of childlike from me by <laughs> fucking some girl in the same room while I'm trying to sleep at night Depriving innocently under the night. <laughs> Taking- I'm just trying to have a good night, man. Have some caps. Go out with some friends, and you're trying to ruin my childlike nature. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm going to bed. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just like. Uh, I'm just I'm just chilling, you know what I mean? Like this is the most innocent shit I do in the 24 hours that I'm, uh, uh, you know, and like you're trying to corrupt it <laughs> by, by taking this whore and just <laughs> decimating her next to me. I was like, I'm not gonna have it. I'm not gonna. Have it. I know, so I was like, uh, no, I'm listening to the old Jays. I'm going to bed to Breezebox. Yeah, that was fucked up, and I don't like the I don't like the idea of inflicting someone I don't fucking that's another word in my legs called at the moment inflicting I don't like the idea of inflicting somebody with your bullshit you know mm. what I mean like I'm doing I, something I, gross here and why would I put it I, I was I'm still actually a little bit annoyed at him in the willy nilliness in which he was like well duh, of course I'm having sex here I was like like no you know what I mean yeah. but, I remember uh, with housemates, especially, like, it's one thing if it's just, like, a one-night stand, whatever, but when girlfriends, like, the first experience you have of them is the sounds that they make when they're having sex, that, and then you're in the kitchen with them the next day, and, like... Oh, someone else's girlfriends, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, as in uh, a housemate brings a girl home for the first time, they've been dating for a while, say, but then they have sex for the first time, and that's the first, the first sound I come out of this girl's mouth. I've never done that to someone. What kind of sounds are we talking about? Are they, like, like... Moaning, moaning mostly. Loud noise? Like, are we being the- theatrical here? No, I had one house that echoed a lot. There was one girl, though, who was... I wasn't really good with dating, but, like, she would, uh... He was telling me she would, like, cry after sex. Like, it was so... Like, she she made, like, m- big noises and, like, couldn't... That would, like, not stop shaking afterwards. Awful. Yeah. Can you imagine... I feel so uncomfortable when girls cry. Yeah. Can you afterwards. imagine after... Like, in... <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, oh, dude, that would be her. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. You're in, you got so much to work out before. Well, especially because, like, the, the, the post-sex kind of mindset's so fragile anyway. I, I don't know if you find that maybe this is my, my beta, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, what have I just, what choose. have I done? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> you fell for it again. <laughs> <laughs> Norm Macdonald has this bit on that uh, 2011 album that uh, me doing stand up where he just talks about like just just talks completely openly about being sex being a horrible immoral t- disgusting thing and I've never related to a piece of comedy more in my life I was like finally someone's saying it <laughs> dude that says so much about you yeah you are uh, you have so many wholesome tendencies yeah you have so many wholesome tendencies and also like uh, traits that. I, it's almost like the uh, Bill Cosby thing. <laughs> Where you're like, why is this guy so into Jello pudding pops? You know what I mean? Why is this guy so into telling us not to swear? That I'm what's like, under the sweater? What? No, I'm like, what's under the floor? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm what's under the floorboards? But like, I'm because I, I don't know. I think I'm enough of a degenerate publicly, openly. If 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 I love you enough to tell you, kind of thing. You know what I mean? That I'm not. 
maybe I should be worried about what's under the surface as well, kind of thing. But like, possibly all should. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but you sort of seem so fucking unfractured on the outside that uh, I don't know. I, people, it makes me be like, how? What, why is it? What, how sour is it inside? Because I, I talk about like our group of like comedic friends, and I'm always like, yeah, I'm, I always kind of think, you know, uh, everyone in this group is so broken, except for me. And then, that and then so funny, someone's like, I think you're the most broken. <laughs> and I was like, that's bold. How could I be? Look, and I don't, maybe I'm just it's constructing, all hearsay. I'm constructing <laughs> the world around me. Like, he's not broken. He's got a full-time job. Like, he, he, he's got a degree. He's doing a job in that degree. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah. yeah. No, that's, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, what do you think the benefit out of that is, actually? Like, uh, recognizing brokenness in each other and still being okay with it like what do you do you reckon it's like do you reckon it's weird that we all gravitate towards each other or do you reckon that we just address what everybody else sort of does in regular life yeah i don't know i reckon uh i think what uh, a shit comment that was what do you mean <laughs> like get... we're some nobleman or something yeah. like that. no i'm just saying like uh, yeah just because we're talking about it now that's what i'm saying so wait, wait what's, your, what's your question like okay so when when people gravitate towards certain friends and they have their certain friends around them is it because they share similar traumas and similar like or they realize that these people are just as broken as me or have we sort of found each other through brokenness in comedy and stuff like that or oh, I think there's definitely a sample bias of just like comedy attracts broken people I think and like we're not the right kind of broken with each and other? then I think we just kind of grab it I know I think there's I, I don't really think I think you spend enough time with anyone you get, you you learn to like them. If I'm honest, like, and I think we just had personalities that gravita- gravitated towards each other, mm. um, and excuses to be around each other. Yeah, excuses to be around, but also like we could have picked other comics to sit at the back of the room and talk shit about everyone else with. But uh, I think that says a lot about us, though. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I think it's the same. It's the same. It's the randomness same that actually that, is that, on a on a track. But to be the same for every group in comedy, I reckon. Like, there's one like the seriousness that you take it because you stick around for long enough. But it's it's the same way you hear every comic on a podcast talking about you know graduating classes and stuff. Of so, you start at the same time, you stick around for long enough, you go to the same places, you find things that you like about that person, then you start podcasts, and then the rest is history. So do you think all of your friends outside of comedy um, came like randomly or did you, do you think you gravitated towards them because of, uh, because of what? Uh, I reckon sense of humor is a massive part of it with a lot of my friends. Like I think a lot of my like school friends, because all of my school friends actually, we weren't really friends at school. Like we became friends afterwards. Mm. Uh and currently, you mean your current yeah, yeah, friends yeah. Uh, were ones that you didn't interact with in school? Yeah, I kind of knew them. Like we hung around a little bit, but I was not—I did not walk in the same circles for the most part. What do you reckon that was? Why? Oh, mm. uh, because I probably like started off hanging out with like they were the kind of not quite the cool kids, but like the in that kind of echelon, and I was too self-conscious to hang around those kids. Interesting, dude. That says so much. I mean. I mean, I wouldn't. I feel like you would have killed it if you came to my school. You I know am. what I mean? Like, I feel like you would have just been fucking uh, blossoming, kind of thing, in a way that, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I could, have, I can say that kind of thing, and maybe you would have fucking not fit, fit you at all. But I don't see myself fitting in in your end when you describe your social situation in school. But when, mm. when, you, when, like, I think you'd fit on my end, kind of thing. Why? Know? Why? What's what was your end like? Um, it was lucky is what it was it was lucky we, we actually all as a year are friends it was almost at the at the end of the year we almost felt 
a bit ancestral where it was like we weren't no one was sleeping with each other because we were so close everybody even if we didn't you know run to the other side of the playground to find them um was still very close with each other uh and what we still have today is to be able to pick up where we left off so if anyone makes an event or we actually have a school group where if people have events that are going on you can put them in there and you'll get a lot of people that were in your year and stuff that'll and that were actually I'm still a lot of best friends with a lot of my friends from school but that'll hit you up and we'll get together an event and it's not weird it's like we're also friends kind of thing and we're all like I said pick up where we left off we just kind of the, the, the attitude is the same, but we're like, oh, what, what's different with you kind of thing. How many people in your year? Let's go. A couple of hundred? Fuck. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so us is the same. Us was, we were two, 210 or something. I think we may be more than that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, That's crazy. That's- oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I lied. In my year, in my year, in my year, Maybe 150, 150. Okay, so still big. 160. Because I would have thought you get to a size where you just can't all be friends. Like, we definitely 100%. came together more towards the end. But uh, there was just, like, clear... Like, the groups had names. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, it, okay, okay, okay. Whether they designated their own name or not, like, there were groups and they were, like... They, they, it was cliques. It was the Breakfast Club. You, know, you know what I mean? I was part of a clique called the Heroes. Oh, yeah? And it was, wasn't self-named. It got named by these guys. There was a gang in the school called F4. <laughs> F4. And it was four or five guys or six guys in a gang. And why are they called F4? I don't know, bro. It's still a mystery today. Is it a computer today. reference? Is it a keyboard reference? <laughs> we don't know, bro. But they would flash it in photos and stuff like that. Like they do the four fingers sideways kind of thing. And the F on the other one? Or? I have no idea. You know what? I'm probably disres- disrespecting them right now by flashing it <laughs> and getting it. But, like, uh, but, the, but they would call us the heroes because we were nice guys. Because we were nice. So, but it was a it was a complimentary nickname. It wasn't to like them. A, it was an it was a it was a slur. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I watched this. You know that uh, that group one four. I think they're called. Yeah. Uh, I, have you seen Vice did a documentary about them? I haven't seen the docker, but I know about it. Yeah. It's only like ten minutes long. It's worth watching. But one of my favorite parts of it is they're talking to them, like they're asking, them, like what are the what are the different slang mean. And uh, they're like, what are ops? And it's like, ops stands for opposition. Like, there's nothing worse. Like, you, opposition, you better stand up because we're going to come for you. And they're like, <laughs> and what about, what does it mean when you call someone a dog? And this guy's like, man, you call someone a dog, you better be ready to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like not a new joke at all. (laughs) But he was like, man, that is some heavy, heavy shit. Like, I just, I love her as well. These guys who were just, you know, so full on. But to be, to to disrespect their honor would be the worst thing you could possibly do. My favorite school (laughs) group name, my favorite school, it's there, something Shakespearean about that shit where it's like, uh, the, the, um, my favorite. Group name that I heard was at our sister school, all girls school. Uh, the cool, the cool girls used to call themselves the Givens because it was like, "Did you get invited to the party?" Given. Oh my! If there was God, a party on, that'd be that. They were the Givens. That is very clever. Wait, yeah. wait. Do you remember some of the Givens? Of course uh, you do. No, but but again, here's, so this is what my story is in terms of my like childhood friend group was. I spent all of high school on like the edges of the cool group and like so this is I think I talked about this last time like I would 
when I was banging at lunchtime with a group that I wasn't like familiar with, where I didn't feel comfortable, I was like, "You better be funny." Yeah, better be funny today. That dude. was one of your value systems. Yeah, was humor. And I would walk away because it's like if you make someone laugh, no one can, no one can doubt that you you're bringing value. And right? you got one or two of them. What do you mean? And you got one or two of them in that last conversation with that group. <laughs> those guys think I'm. Those are things I'm two times cool. <clears throat> two times cooler. Yeah, I'll put this in the chart. I'm gonna put this on the spreadsheet. <laughs> What's the trajectory over a year? It's been a good quarter. It's been a really good. Quarter. <laughs> it's, been a really, it's been a really good laughter. <laughs> uh, so uh, the so when I turned 18, I went overseas for a year on a gap year, and then like along with a lot of the cooler guys at school went over to the UK at the same time and I would and um I went on like a big kind of Kentucky bus tour filled with like the cool kids at my school basically mm-hmm. where I felt like very disconnected and I kind of like started off on the outer feeling like I had to prove myself and then ended up kind of making friends with a lot of them and kind of being accepted by it mm-hmm. and the so it was it that that bus was half the guys from my school and then half the girls from the sister school and that's where I started kind of getting to know them a little bit. Isn't that a fascinating moment when it's, when you start interacting with the opposite sex? Yeah, and they're not like in because in your head, what am I doing here? And in their heads, they're like, oh, they're not thinking about it at all. The the alarms unfounded. Oh, I don't know. I think like this was it was at my school where it was like certain characters were almost like celebrities. You know what I mean? Where it was like the I I knew the top three cool girls at the girls' school. That's so funny. Were they celebrities to you? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is like, that's just Daryl. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> no, I, 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 hear, I hear Jess Stevenson has cellulite. Did you oh hear about her God. baby pump? That's so funny. You should. You know what? You sound like the guy that should have been the editor-in-chief of the school newspaper. Oh, yeah. I'd have loved that. You would have loved that. I reckon. Can you imagine the gossip? Man, what else it would have been in the school newspaper? Dude. It all would have been back page. I love school Natalia like fucking uh you know Ned did you ever watch the show Ned's Declassified? Oh no, I've I've I can picture it but never watched it. This is a stupid show uh, show on Nickelodeon about school and rules of groups and cliques and like how to manage and navigate your way through high school and each episode was a new rule of uh, Ned's Declassified. Mm. You know what I mean? His rules. Fucking I love that shit. You know, I, I yeah. love school like do you remember that game Bully? Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently they're making a new one. No! Apparently, yeah, yeah. Bro, you just made my fucking month. But the game Bully, dude, even the music and stuff like that, the nostalgia of being a part of, like, just that institution and just that age and just that. It's fucking... It was so cool kind of thing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just like, there's... I have a lot of nostalgia in that, like... uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... I, I think that's, like, a lot of cool. And I think that, like, thinking back on those old times of, like... uh when you were a kid and thinking about your position, it's, it, it, I, I hated it. Yeah. I hated school. A lot of it, dude. I, did you hate the whole thing? I hate, well, I never loved any of it. I reckon I liked primary, I reckon I liked primary school and then I moved to, I moved back to Australia. So I, I did my first, where was the first, where were you in? I lived in London from the age of four till eight. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I lived in the Philippines from the age of eight till 12. What? Yeah. And then I came back to Australia. Oh, it was quite, maybe, no. I must you the Aussie Brian Callen. Yeah. You throw a sexual assault case in there and you'll be fucking right. No, no, no just, I, you know. Uh, I stand with, I stand with Brian Callen. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make a call. <laughs> no, no, no. I had no idea you were in the Philippines or London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and both of them was kind of like big fish and small pond sort of thing. And then I came back to this massive school where like everyone's good at sport, everyone's kind of like athletic and and kind of. Uh, it was just overwhelming, and I just went from like top of the top of the pile to bottom of the heap so quickly, or it felt like that at least. I don't think I was ever really bottom, but you know what I mean. Like I was, I just did. I, I felt like. I was kind of, uh, I, I feel like a, much more of a part of my other schools. But I came in, I came in a weird year as well. I was like one of only two kids intake that year or something, or in my class that year. And um, to go from a school where it's like eighty people to a school where it's uh, sorry, a, a class, a year of eighty people to a year of one hundred and fifty people, just felt like I remember tribe shock. I have this rem- uh, so like I was pretty good at sport at my Filipino school. Which was, and it was still, it was an international school, so it was like Aussies and Brits and whatever, and so it should have been, I don't know, I always lose track as well, because I started school early, so I never really knew when I was the same age as everyone around me, but anyway, when I came to uh, Sydney, I was underage, and I remember, like, I was, we had this thing in the Philippines, which was like a inter-school track and field sort of thing. And it was like, it was all of Southeast Asia. So you'd get schools from China, schools from the Philippines, school from Thailand, school from Brunei, and they would all come and they'd meet in like a host nation sort of thing. And you would play all these sports. And I was in that team every year. And it was kind of, it was kind of bullshit. Like if you were in the team, you got like your own kit and you got to wear that at PE. Damn. So all the uncoordinated kids would be wearing the regular PE kit. Oh and all my like the, God. the sporty kids would be wearing the other thing. I could talk to you about this for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick your brain about this and how you develop. See, if hours. I want to talk about like school I liked, I'd have to talk about those kind of years. Oh, dude, I'm down. But, we, uh, but school we liked. Is that a segment? Uh, that's pretty good. What's the segment we had before? Ask a girl. Ask a girl. School Can we liked is pretty good. Me? Yeah, wait. You know we're recording this, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, sorry. School we, yeah, just School we liked. School we liked. Ask, ask a girl. Anyway, ask uh, a girl. so I remember I was quite good at that. Uh, well, relatively, I was quite good at athletics, and I'd go, I'd, I won medals and stuff in this thing. I thought I was like quite a good sprinter, and I'll never forget coming to Australia and uh, like my second or third week, they do kind of like the athletics. You know the I think we called six event, which was like fifty meters, a hundred meters, two hundred meters, four hundred meters, sixteen hundred meters, javelin and discus or something, and everyone had to do it. And it was like if you were good enough, then you'd be asked to come and do like the proper athletic sort of stuff. And I remember rocking up at the athletes like this is the day that I assert myself, and I'm where and I'm like putting on my uh, my sprinting shoes to line up for the 100 meters and I just got smoked by no, but by, by like just a heat do you know what I mean it wasn't like it was the top that I just got, I came like 6 out of 9 or whatever oh my God. and got and never you know sprinting's a weird one right because it's like I feel like I sh- there's no reason I shouldn't be able to catch you. you yeah. I mean? I'm going as hard oh, as yeah, I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just like physically you do not have the capability. What was that like for you like in terms of lesson? It was like, oh, who am I? Like what yep. I'm, I'm not this thing anymore. So like what is my I thing? identified myself as quick. Yeah, as a, as like an athlete. And yes. I'm, that's clearly not what I am. <sighs> Shattering. Uh, yeah. It that was- happened to me in America in Oregon. Oh, with your football. Yeah, I went on summer camp for football. I won't get into it now, but that was definitely I'm like finding my place in life. I was just like, oh, this is not at least knowing what it wasn't. Yeah, I think uh, I think the reason I especially hated high school, I think, was that all of my high school was just like a, a 
one long exercise in overthinking things. Like the amount of times I Googled how to be confident. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same as like, and also I did this as well, but like, you know, guys that have massive dicks aren't Googling average penis size. (laughs) 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 So uh, it's like the the best way to, like what Google should have said is stop Googling this. Step one. Yeah, you get nine, <laughs> and then it turns around on you, <laughs> dude. That's fucking. I know. Like the um, I reckon there's no one really. I mean, and your father's not going to tell you about a lot of the time. If you're, I mean, if if you're lucky, maybe different. But like your father's not going to tell you about the times that he was average. Mm, you know what I mean? That's so good. That's so true. You know what I mean? He's not going to tell you about the times where he's like, ah, oh, man, I was. Uh, tool for like all of this at the macca's drive-thru yeah (laughs) yeah dude and just being like oh you've already figured that out that took me till 19 you know what i mean and just like they only ever talk about their triumphs Mm. you know what i mean they're like well you know your old man was doing that like i can't even say that my dad did that but like that's sort of the rhetoric and stuff like that so like i can't even yeah i don't know we only ever go to them for what went right yeah. We never go, hey, Dad, like, how did you fuck up? But more importantly, they, they don't come to... Oh, I guess... I don't know. I'm sure there's probably... They don't come... More importantly, they don't come to us. Well, they yeah. don't come to you and be like, let me tell you about something. Because you want to probably not go and like... Yeah. You know what? That's 100% true. Maybe we can... Is that a segment? Ask Dad how he fucked up. <laughs> I uh, I really wanted to do... Um, when we, I was talking about doing a different podcast with Low Cash about mm. like problems that you have, I wanted to do one on daddy issues. Yeah, and then I wanted to bring my dad in for for an episode. But like, the, <laughs> I think it would be great, great entertainment. But the concept of it just fills me with dread. Yeah. Oh god, it'd be so bad, dude. I would love to listen to that podcast. Yeah, me too. I don't want to do it, but I'm, I'll listen to it. Dude, that would be so fucking. That'd be tremendous. Um, where are we at right now? We're about an hour. Beautiful. Are we right? We knocked out another hour. We knocked out an hour. I love that. I know that says a lot. Yeah. Every time I record with Tommy, uh, Tommy quits. I, uh, I was, I always remember, or rather, forget how much we actually uh, just get along. We just, we just pop it out. We don't even worry about what's going on. We're having fun. We're enjoying ourselves. Uh, do you want to go out with a track? Sure. Do you want to go out with a track? We went out. Already committed copyright infringement once on this podcast. Why Let's do it again? Do- yeah, bro. This is an outlaw podcast. Uh, so the first track was I Got a Love. I Got a Love by Pete Rock and Seal Smooth. Let's go to the Hippin' and Hoppin' playlist. Let's see what we got for you. Hmm. Give me one second. All right, I think I know what I got for you, actually. I think I know what I got. Yeah. All right, let's go old school. Let's just go old school. We're going to go some old dirty bastard. You tell me what it is. You guys are going to know. It's going to come through right now. Everybody have a lovely week. If you tuned in, have a lovely night. And I love you very much. Tommy? Tremendous. I love it. Thank you, sir.